Welcome to Boris and Matt Weekly. That's BAM Weekly, the show where we chat some sports. The show where we chat some entertainment. And then we bring it all together to chat some sports entertainment. We're your hosts. I'm Boris. And I am joined by Matt. Bonjour. How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. We got madness. It's madness season. We got some college basketball on the docket. Also, everything, everywhere, all at once. Won all of the awards all at once last night at the Oscars. Lots of fun to talk about on this here program. How you doing, big homie? I'm doing all right. Uh, pretty hectic weekend, but uh, low-key, very good weekend. All the snow. Apparently, we we know how to bring all the snow, you and I. Uh, <laughs> but aside from that, things are going really well. Just ready to start this week. Uh, I thought it was going to be a much uh, quieter week. I was horribly mistaken. Uh, work's insane, and I have a lot on the go. But outside of that, man, everything is groovy as always. How are you? Uh, also quite groovy. Uh, thank you for asking. Yeah, very busy with work. Uh, we're up early doing this here pod to crank it out before we have to start our weeks. But that's fine. Yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, I woke up tired, but I'm ready to go now. got this coffee flowing through my veins, Boris. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So what do you want to start with? Want to start with some sports or do you want to start with some yeah. entertainment? What's what's up? What are you thinking? Well, let's let's start with a little bit of sports. I don't have a full NCAA preview ready, but we should we should talk about uh, selection. Sunday has come and gone. North Carolina. UNC is out. Alabama, the number one overall seed for the first time in tournament in uh, school history and tournament history. I believe that's a football school. Up there, number one in basketball. So some interesting things. I think I like Houston right now, but I have to fill out the whole bracket. What I would like to do, Boris, you can join me if you want. Uh, around maybe Wednesday or Thursday, I want to do a dedicated bracket episode. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, this, this year's tournament is looking really different than normal, right? Like, you know, I think what a lot of people don't realize is like, you know, some of the big schools we talk about for football aren't necessarily big when it comes to basketball right like it they're very different schools who are good at the very at the different sports yeah and the odd school is like good at both but like duke basketball school very rarely are they really good at football north carolina is the same thing houston's one that's kind of been b at both my entire life although historically houston really good basketball school yeah alabama the football school in the United States of America, right? Yep. So it's really cool to see them dominating here in basketball. Obviously, they've had some controversy. Let's not even really get into that whole thing. But, yeah, there were some serious crimes, which uh, I guess basketball players on the Alabama team were not involved with, but just did, uh, adjacent to. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, so, yeah, we will have a full-ass NCAA bracket talking every single game. I'm going to fill it out. We're going to... Do that either Tuesday or Wednesday because the tournament proper starts Thursday. So that'll be coming at you pretty soon. Yep. Awesome. All right, man. So let's talk some World Baseball Classic. Yes. We were talking about that last week. Let's give everyone some updates. What a crazy, crazy weekend it was. All right. Let's talk some of these scores. I think one of the crazier scores here was Canada and Great Britain. Clearly, none of these teams believe in pitching or defense for that matter, because it was Canada uh, that uh, beat 
Great Britain, 18-8. to And that game was finished in the seventh inning. Because there is a mercy rule in the World Baseball Classic, something I didn't realize until I was watching this game, and it was implemented. But, uh, yeah, so Canada, after starting down 3 nothing in the in the top of the first came a roaring back and it was quite an encouraging little uh little showing from from the boys uh cal quantrill notwithstanding yeah exactly yeah it was um interesting game i don't know what to make of this canada team uh but uh, we'll see what happens there obviously uh you know japan beating australia 7 to 1 uh japan just just going right over uh, all of their opponents, because on Friday after, uh, morning, they would beat, uh, what was it, Korea by a shit ton as well. I forget what that final score was. Uh, what else? we got Cuba beating Chinese Taipei 7-1. to one. Korea beating Czech Republic 7-3. to three. Uh, Venezuela beating the, the Dominican Republic, which was a huge shock, 5-1. to one. Uh, Colombia beating Mexico 5-4. to four. Puerto Rico being Nicaragua nine to one, and the USA beating Great Britain six to two. Uh, teams that have already advanced to the quarterfinals are Cuba, Italy, Japan, Chinese Taipei have been relegated. Uh, yeah, so I think out of all of this, the biggest shock, the biggest takeaway for me was not sure how Canada's looking, and Venezuela beating the Dominican Republic five to one. Yeah, Venezuela is looking really good. They played Puerto Rico last night, which was Sunday, March 12th, beat Puerto Rico. That was an awesome game to watch. Uh, Venezuela's got a ton of talent. They could easily win this tournament. Uh, I think the biggest uh, story to me, my friend, has been last night in a game that I fell asleep during. Mexico kind of pumped the United States. Mexico defeating the United States 11-5 to yep. Sunday, March 12th. That's That's the biggest upset of the tournament to me, no? Just the mm. score there. I guess. I guess. I, it, it, that you know, that's a, for me that's a toss up between that uh the and and the uh, Dominican game. Yeah, right. True. 5 to 1 isn't crazy, but yeah. But Mexico first losing 5 to 4 against Colombia, everyone thought Mexico was like what the hell's going on? Uh and then them just uh going over the states was crazy. But uh yeah, World Baseball Classic this year, not like it's very it's very up in the air. I like it. I like it when it's like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Very exciting. And the Canada plays the States tonight, I believe. That is Monday, March 13th, 10 p.m. Eastern. That is a big game. Canada 1-0. The States currently 1-1. One one. It would be kind of disastrous if the States did not make the, uh, the Elite Eight here, if they didn't survive the group stage. Yep. It would be crazy. Um, and I kind of want to see it just for the sake of it. Like, the, here's the thing, right? Uh, I love the world games, right? The international sports, international games. But the only one where you're kind of left guessing is soccer, right? Hockey, you know more or less who's going to move forward in tournaments. Baseball. Definitely. There's a top five in hockey. Yeah. Baseball, you know more or less who's going to move forward in tournaments. Uh, basketball, I guess, is a toss-up as well, and a lot of countries are catching up to the States, which is about damn time. Um, but, you know, I just love seeing the new, like, uh, representation with yes. smaller market teams, for lack of a better word. Yeah, <laughs> smaller country teams. Yeah, man. Uh 
absolutely it's really really cool to see i i feel bad for mike trout though if he's just gonna come to another big stage and just absolutely shit his pants in two games like he's been in the playoffs once and they got swept or they didn't go they didn't go deep they lost in the first round poor troutsky yeah yeah well <laughs> you know you know what i don't know it's it's i have a lot of opinions on on mike trout yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> you you have no sympathy as a no, dodgers fan for this angels legend not at all uh but yeah so the world baseball classic has been a lot of fun and one thing that i put up on on, on the bam facebook group was it's so funny and i realized this as i'm watching the japan korea game on friday that i have seen the tokyo dome more for wrestling configuration than i have for what its actual intention was in baseball <laughs> I feel like a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably right there with you. I certainly am. Yeah, that's hilarious. Though I never even considered that. I've seen like two or three Tokyo Dome baseball games all this year, like this week. Yep, exactly. All right, so that's that. Uh, let's talk some. Uh, are you? I think we're done with World Baseball Classic. Let us move on. I want to talk quickly some MLS, and this weekend is proof why I absolutely hate. This new Apple deal. Yes, great money for the league. Beautiful. Uh, what I'm referring to is that Apple, have, they purchased the all the streaming rights from the entire league for about $2 billion from the MLS. Uh, what this essentially does, though, is it takes all of the local coverage and puts it exclusive onto Apple TV. Because, you know, the MLS is so popular that people are going to be running in droves to, to Apple TV to pay a, a monthly subscription on top of Apple just to watch your MLS games. Now, it's very short-sighted for many reasons. Uh, the only good thing is that, you know, that if you're a season ticket holder, I'm guessing at least TFC did this, is you got the subscription for free. That's cool. But how are you growing the game at this point, right? Um, TSN who held the rights for the MLS, they essentially got punted down to what was what is now considered regional coverage. So we get one or two non-Canadian games a week plus one Canadian game a week. There are three Canadian teams, so you're not going to see TFC every single week if you're from Toronto. You're not going to see Vancouver if you, you know, you're from Vancouver. Um, every week and who the fuck gives a shit about Montreal so um, <laughs> so it just sucks right because how are you going to grow the league at this point especially in Canada where that was the whole point of TFC getting a team right was to really help grow the Canadian national team uh, Vancouver and Montreal already had teams in the NASL uh, but you know, so that so they they were able to kind of grow, but it's just right now, where is the growth coming from? You know, you you, you really took out the exposure. Uh, so yeah, MLS thriving when it comes to money and a TV deal or a at least a broadcast deal or whatever you want to call it nowadays. But how are they going to grow at this point, right? So it's a little reminiscent of where WWE is at right now, but at the same time, they're on TV. Yeah, they're on TV three times three times a week. But we'll see how that might change depending on who or what buys that company. But yes, um, man, I I don't understand anything that MLS does. Also, the the actual coverage on Apple TV leaves a little bit to desire uh, to be desired. Um, so my roommate 
big time into the MLS. My roommate, Connor, not uh, Fleetwood, who I've brought up before on the podcast. Other roommate, Connor, super into MLS. He actually is the guy who did pay for the Apple TV Plus strictly to watch his TFC because they took it off TSN. They took it off the Toronto Sports Network. So he bought this thing, turns it on, and for the first 20 minutes of the game, the feed's in French. Because they they don't know whether to to quote Stone Cold Steve Austin, wind their ass or scratch their watch. So it's just like already out of the gate, they're already yep. screwing it up. It's so funny. And they took out like you know I'm not the biggest fan of the entire TFC coverage, uh you know like but they took out like someone a legendary voice like Luke Wildman right, um and 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 they just threw in random Americans who know shit all about Toronto, shit all about Canada, shit all about the game for the most part right. You know if you've ever watched the MLB coverage on apple tv it's similar to that right like where you just don't feel like they give a shit about what they're watching at this point and it really 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 sucks just because you know i i just don't see where the growth can possibly happen at this point it just leaves it just leaves a really sour taste in my mouth because mls was so short-sighted but they're going to be thriving right mls is going to be fine as a league but I don't know where any growth is going to come, especially as we near and get closer to 2026. And the reason why 2026 is so popular is because Canada, USA, and Mexico are hosting the World Cup. It's weird for that reason. I didn't even think of that, man. Yeah, that sucks. But uh, MLS is not the biggest soccer league, though it is the biggest soccer league here. We Game. we still have more access to the Premier League and stuff. We have access to actual uh, quality football. Okay. That's great, but on, on on TSN, that's that's fair and all. But at the end of the day, the, what MLS is here for mainly, and one of the main reasons why MLS was created after the World Cup went to the USA in 1994, and that was actually part of the. Uh, 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 kind of like the deal that they made with FIFA was to create a a domestic league, uh, was so that the game becomes more popular. So okay, you're you know five six years old, Matt. You used to watch baseball and hockey. At some point, you had dreams to become a baseball and a hockey player, right? Because you liked those sports and you watched. You had easy access to those sports as a kid. You know, with soccer, that was always the thinking, right? These five, six years old, here's a fun fact. Soccer is actually the biggest youth sport in Canada. It ain't hockey. It ain't baseball. It's soccer. So what are these kids going to be watching at this point? How are they going to see themselves actually grow in the sport? You know, if you don't see yourself in a local team like TFC, yeah, it's not the greatest team in the world, but it's somewhere to go if you know if if you want to keep playing so if you know if you don't have access to TFC on a regular basis on TV then i just feel that we're going to be trapped back in you know 20 years ago i have absolutely no retort man well put like it's it's extremely it's extremely detrimental to the game to to just take this bag and lock the uh, the entire league basically behind a paywall. I don't really get it, but on the plus side for MLS, at least they got the bag. They okay, got a lot but, of money to do this. Right? Okay, yeah, it, it sucks. But now let's let let's take this theory and this thought. You know, other leagues are seeing this. Are other leagues going to follow suit for the next contracts, right? Like if we take a look at the numbers I, that I I can tell you 
I sorry. I just want to say I can tell you in all sincerity, with all my heart, nobody gives a shit what the major league soccer league is doing. Nobody is looking to MLS and saying, "Well, they like no." Oh, they are, dude. Don't don't be so naive. Don't be so naive. If this small league can get two billion dollars from Apple TV, you bet your ass other leagues are saying, "What can we get?" But the difference is other TV networks want to air the NFL and the NBA and even the NHL. MLS and like, had I just, offers coming in. Don't think they didn't. They had offers up their ass. ABC wanted I, to continue them. <laughs> TNT wanted to expand their soccer coverage. Fox wanted to continue their coverage. Uh, and then that's just the um, like the English-speaking networks in the States. TSN obviously badly need that coverage. I don't know, man. I uh, This is a conversation you should be having with Phil. I have no strong opinions about the Major League Soccer at all. Don't particularly care. <laughs> no, well, but that's but you should care because I'm telling you, leagues are looking at what they're doing. They're looking at the bag that they're bringing. They're looking at TV coverage. They're looking at TV coverage. They're looking at ratings going down. They're looking at ad money going down. If they can get a huge-ass deal up front, why wouldn't they take it? I, it makes a lot of sense. I'll believe it when I see it. Like I, I'm not. If it happens for like the OHL or the AHL, that's great. It makes a lot of sense. That's kind of where I feel like Major League Soccer is at. I don't think we're in any worry of losing NBA. I don't know. Look, or at, NHL. look at the NFL, Amazon. There, those deals are looking nicer and nicer. We're here, lucky enough in Canada, where we can get the Thursday night games on TSN. But losing the Thursday night games, not that it's a huge deal. But I think that's just step one for 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 more sports to being streaming. Well, I mean, like eventually it will happen because cable networks are going to die and possibly in the next like five years. I don't really I don't really know, man. Like, why is it? I, I don't know. Why is it so different than like more people, more kids are, are more apt to watch Apple TV on their phones than they are on a, on a TSN on traditional cable anyway. So why is it bad? You know, if there is a soccer fan, maybe their family gets the Apple TV plus so they can watch MLS and all is hunky dory. You well, know, I don't know. The thing is, right now you're making I'm not quite sure what I'm just not quite sure what you're upset at. You just you just kind of whatever I say, you're just like, no, I just no, I just don't know. No. I, I just don't know. No, I'm just saying I just don't know what this conversation is. I don't know why we're in a fight. I don't give a shit about any of it. I don't know what's happening right now. Jesus. No, I'm just, dude, I'm just asking, I'm trying to have a conversation about where you think streaming is going. You say it's going here, I'm saying, but we should think about this. That's literally all I said. Uh, I, I I, don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. I, if, if the NFL goes to Amazon, great. You know, like cable's dying anyway. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't understand. All right. Anyways, uh, what else do you want to chat about? What else do we got here on the docket here? um sports wise i think we're pretty wrapped up we should probably mention the oscars yesterday because uh, everything everywhere all at once did, historically dominant at this year's oscars the academy yeah. award they ended up winning seven i believe was something that i read uh when i was kind of like just glancing through stuff uh i think some of the bigger awards obviously they won best picture uh, which is huge right like this little movie that came out in the middle of the year somewhat independent uh, just completely dominating. Have you seen it? I have not actually, although a lot of people in my life have. They said it's pretty good. I, as I understand it, it's it's uh, 
it's unique for a best picture. It, it's like a modern movie. It's not something that the Academy usually would have accepted. So I, I feel like this is maybe a bit even of a of a showy thing on the Academy's uh, point to be like, hey, see, we get the cool thing. They won all the awards. We understand this is this is good and new and modern, and we're good and new and modern too. And so it's that was not kind a of the vibe I was movie, right. Like, yeah, exactly. Also that. Also that. Yeah, because they it's, have uh, something horribly against comic book movies, uh, which, you know, I, I understand where why some of these old people would. Uh, but I do agree with you there. I do think that this kind of was a showy thing. Uh, but the movie was fantastic. And I don't want to take anything away from how good the movie was. It really was amazing. I think you got to watch it. Uh, it is on uh, here in Canada. It's streaming for free on Amazon Prime. Uh, so... You should try to uh, catch it if you can, but just watch it all. I know a lot of people who started it, stopped, and then they're like, I didn't understand. I'm like, you just had to keep going past the first hour. Yeah, right. Just it's the kind of thing that you have to stick with. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's it's it, it's like a genre mix. It's like a sci-fi action comedy, right? As as far as I can see. Uh, yeah. I think that's a perfect way to put it. Cool. Uh, yeah. So again, quite a weird movie to not only win but absolutely raffle copter the Academy Awards. But yeah, let's quickly go through it. So Best Picture, Everything Everywhere All at Once wins. Uh, the, I'm not going to do this for every category, but the ten movies nominated this year for Best Picture were All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inna Sharon, which was my pick. That was my favorite movie this year by far. Elvis. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fablemans, uh, Steven Spielberg on Steven Spielberg. Tar, which was a lot of people's favorite movie. I've heard nothing but excellent things about Tar. Top Gun Maverick, which we all secretly wanted to win. Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking. So uh, what was your favorite movie this year of those 10 that, that you've seen? Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Like it by oh, far. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I, re I was really, really going for that one. Uh, Top Gun Maverick was simply there as like uh, I don't know. There, the, there's this narrative right now where Tom Cruise saved the movie industry in theaters. Yes. Right. So Steven Spielberg literally said that to Tom Cruise. Apparently, yes. That is that is the narrative. That is the that is the popular talking point right now, homie. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, everything all, everywhere all at once was great. I did like Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Tar was fantastic. Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front. I'm shocked at how well it actually did. Oh, really? Not not uh, not feeling that. I liked. So much, oh, right? I loved it. I love every iteration of that movie. Love the book as well. Uh, but it just I don't know. It just surprised me for some reason. I don't know why I was shocked, but it, it maybe because it was like a Netflix thing here. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it just, it's, I wasn't really expecting them to do too well. I know what you mean, but yeah, I did have a lot that the Academy does like war movie and, uh, adaptation of uh, popular, a popular, classic novel really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, best actress, Michelle Yeoh wins for everything, everywhere, all at once. Best actor, Brendan Fraser, the whale. I would not have given it to Brendan Fraser for the whale. I, I think that's a ridiculous movie, but Good for him, man. Best actor for uh, for the Canadian, Brendan Fraser. I feel like that was the Academy saying, like, you know, uh, you've been around for a long time. You went through shit. And this is us yeah. again trying to just, you know, uh, placate and and be and, and, and act cool. 
the depressingly common apology oscar yeah that was the uh, sorry we fucked up uh oscar and that happens a lot that happens yeah. a lot for me Again, not to take away from his personal performance but you know the oscars yes. that's how the oscars work right uh, absolutely best director the duo of daniel kwan and daniel chenert for everything everywhere all at once everything everywhere all at once also wins best editing uh Best when, sound, Top Gun Maverick getting in there for once. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, best editing. Everything, everywhere, all at once. If you see it, when you see it, you'll understand why it won. I was 100% sure it was going to win for that. No question about it. That had spectacular editing. Awesome. Uh, I, yeah, it makes a lot of sense because the, the multiverse aspect and the flipping around and whatever, right? Yep. Um, it also won best original screenplay also makes a lot of sense. Although I'd have again, probably given it to Banshees of Inna Sharon, but I haven't seen it yet. So I, I can't make that call. I'm just saying I, I'm riding hard for my movie. Uh, best visual effects avatar, the way of water. That makes sense. That seems to be correct. Mm, yeah, sure. <clears throat> best animated short, the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. Have you seen that? I've no. heard uh, it, it's. I, I I've heard some things about it. I one that I want to check out is an ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. I was uh, I was hoping that that would win. I've heard good things about that as well. I have not seen any of the animated shorts, though. Best international film, All Quiet on the Western Front, is the winner there. That's no surprise. Yep. Um, I want to get to the, I want to get to the supporting actor and actress. Here we go. So best supporting actress, Jamie Lee Curtis, yep. your girl fighting off Mike Myers for decades, Boris. And she finally pulls home that award yep. uh, for everything, everywhere, all at once. This is one where, again, I'm, I'm riding hard. Carrie Condon in the Banshees of Inna Sharon. She was my favorite part of that entire movie. She was the glue. She was the fucking engine of that movie, and I was really hoping she would have got this, although it feels like it, it was a good win for Jamie Lee. I, I, I'm glad she won. That one was the, you've been there all, all like a very long time, uh, and uh, you know, you're in the cool hit movie. Absolutely, yes. and Fair, fair enough. Fair play to the Academy. Best Supporting Actor, Kei Kwan, wins for everything, everywhere, all at once. Again, uh, two people from Banshees nominated. Pick it up L's there. Brendan Gleeson and Barry Cogan. They were both great. Best Animated Feature, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio wins that one. I was cheering for Marcel Deschel, but also I thought I actually kind of thought it was going to go to Puss in Boots because so many people loved that movie, the Puss in Boots movie. Yep, but Guillermo del Toro is Guillermo del Toro. He just has exactly. a lot of fans in the Academy yeah. who make the votes, right? Like yeah, a million percent. Yeah, I have not seen Pinocchio. I probably won't go watch Guillermo del Toro's. No, I, I bet it's not. It's look, I like Guillermo. I'm sure. A lot. I, I, I'm sure it's incredibly impressive, like visually. Yeah, but it's a, it's Guillermo del Toro, right? So it is, right. as you said, looks great, but it's just it's not the best version of Pinocchio. How um, oh, hell? I'm gonna say this: not the best version of Pinocchio that came out last year. <laughs> oh, interesting. What was the other Pinocchio? The Disney one. Tom Hanks. Did they, did they? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was. That's true. Also, also hilariously, there was numerous, uh, numerous donkey-based movies. There was EO, which was they uh, like actually like a beautiful movie, truly, truly stunning. And uh, 
in Banshees, there was a, a, a strong donkey lead character as well. It was a donkey brained year here in the Academy Awards. But I, I do think the right movie won. I think the Academy got it right. As mm-hmm. much as I love Banshees, it was everything everywhere all at once this year. Whether they needed to win seven Oscars to prove that the Academy was indeed woke, I'm not sure, but I'm glad at least they got some. Yep, exactly. Uh, best original song went to RRR. RRR. Uh, that actually it went to not to not to uh, NN, I should say. Now, that one surprised me. I thought Rihanna for being Renault was going to be a shoe-in for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes, that one is surprising for sure. Um, I I feel like Black Panther Wakanda Forever got a a little, got done dirty a little bit, but they they did win Best Costuming, right, I believe? Yep, they did. They they got Best Costume Design uh, out of the major ones. That's the big one that they won. That's a no-brainer. That had to be done. Yeah. Now, Here's an interesting one that you mentioned earlier. Uh, Top Gun Maverick won Best Sound. Also here, one of the movies that I think should have won was The Batman. Because here's 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 my thing. You know what uh what planes are gonna sound like. You know what certain things are gonna sound like, right? Whereas in The Batman, you have to create sounds for certain things because certain things don't exist. You know, like you don't know what a Batmobile is going to necessarily sound like, this mixture of different cars and motors and yada, yada, yada. Whereas, you know what the F-45 is going to sound like? That's an interesting point, man. And it's 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 a fun debate what matters more, right? But I think, I think you're onto something. Like, being creative and, and coming up with that out of the blue and making it sound good to the, to the person's mm-hmm. ear might be more impressive than just recreating a bell that actually exists or whatever it is, right? Like, that's actually quite, that's, that's and quite in, a good call, Boris. I like what you're driving out there. And in the Batman, they actually took, uh, you know, the, the, the your regular punches and that sound effect that punches make, you know, the slapping meat sound, and they added some more oomph and bass to it, and it was different, right? So I, I, I was very shocked at Top Gun getting best uh, sound, but, again, the Academy being but the lots- Academy. Lots of airplanes going vroomy vroom in that movie. I felt like they had to give Top Gun something, and they they're they're not going to give Tom Cruise his award. He's going to die while falling out of a plane before he ever wins an Oscar. So. Yep, exactly. So everything else <laughs> he does will win, but not uh, him himself. Yes, yes. And part of that too is because he doesn't want to challenge himself as an actor anymore. He just wants to jump out of fucking planes. And hey, <laughs> more power to you, Tom Cruise. We're glad you're still doing something. Exactly. Cool. So, yeah, I guess that's movie chat. Do you want to do a tight 35 on the difference between streaming and cable? Yeah, let's do it, you piece of shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, uh, what? That, trust me, that's that debate's going to be coming up a lot more for a lot of things, not just sports, just in general, right? Like, I think uh, the, with, the, with the death of TV coming, oh, man, it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, you know, and, and, and sports and live sports. We're being just easy content that you can throw up, right? Costs nothing to produce, really. Which is no, like man, even I- the even you know what even these stupid award shows. I think some of them are already starting to show up on streaming networks. That makes sense too, like man. SAG, yeah, well, I, I think SAG is on yeah. a streaming network. I don't. know. 
eventually eventually everything will be on the streaming services man so that's why i just kind of like don't pay it much heed like it's just it's where obviously everything is going well and and i think i know what you're saying in terms of like ease of access but yeah i i mean that's just on parents who have young children who are interested in soccer to buy fucking apple tv well, that, you know that's, that's but all here's is. the thing also right and like and this is a debate. I don't want to have this debate right now, but it's like, are we leaving sports open to those that like, are we creating more of a haves have not society in sports where the haves are obviously going to be given those opportunities, right? Like take a look at hockey here in Canada. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, it's it's so expensive just to get in the door with hockey. That's why soccer is the fastest exactly. growing youth sport because it doesn't cost anything to play. Exactly. And then they quit by the time they're 12, 13 because they're like, what am I doing? Right? So that's yeah. that's the thing here in Canada. You got to capture them. You got to capture their imagination. Uh, make them believe they're actually going to do something with the sport long enough that they spend more money in the sport. 100% brother 100% and yeah and my whole thing is how many kids are actually watching cable anyway is it really hurting what, what you need to do what you need to do is put soccer games on YouTube and TikTok YouTube that's, shorts and TikTok that's the only way to grow the game and honestly if I were like one of these content producers that's what I would do make a deal not even broadcast the entire game exclusive highlights exclusive uh versions of the games you know the Jays in 30 I love yeah. watching that shit uh, you know, do something like a, a game in 15 for 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 YouTube. Dude, can you imagine if a company like not not that I would ever want this company to get any more money like a company like TikTok? There's many reasons why. There's many reasons why I hate TikTok as a company, um, you know, uh, but can you imagine if they were to buy 10 minute shorts of from these leagues? Uh, man, t- ten minute TFC that works for me, brother. Yeah, I think I, that's 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 what that's what they should do. Even these award shows, right? Exclusive. Look, uh, they they split up all the categories, and you just uh, sell them and as a chunk to a streaming service or to uh, you know a clip service. It's crazy. I'm surprised we're not seeing this more. And I hate even saying out loud, right? Some AI is going to pick up on this conversation, and boom. <laughs> hey, it's not the most original idea somebody else has had it but yeah i know what you're saying man like it's going it, it, it should it should happen i don't know why it doesn't all right so i think we're ready to move on to some pro rast and uh just a couple shows that i do want to ch- quickly chat about um but do you have anything to chat about when it comes to wrestling well, we could talk about this new AEW show. Do you think AEW needs a third weekly show on Saturday nights? I don't even think they need a second one at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing. Rampage has kind of been so poorly managed that the idea of a third one seems like just complete overkill. Here, are, there could be some positives. They need to make it different. They have to make it different. And this is a great opportunity for Tony to start delegating. Let Dustin Rhodes book this show. Let Chris Jericho book this show. Why not? You know, I, I'm not sure if that's something he's ever interested in doing or capable of. But to me, there are, this could be, I, I suppose it's going to be AEW Collision, which is something that they've uh, trademarked already. That could easily be something where, like, it's the worlds of professional wrestling colliding, right? It's AEW versus AEW versus TNA, AEW versus Major League Wrestling. This matches New Japan versus whatever 
CMLL or Noah. This is an independent wrestler versus whatever. If they treated it like the world of wrestling colliding, hey, at least that's something different. And I, I, I don't know, they, maybe they, they it's just different because they give someone else the book and it's not just the same Tony Khan, the same dark, the same ring of honor, the same elevation, the same Tony Khan vibe that we all know. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think this has potential, even if it's just AEW Saturday night, like WCW Saturday night used to be. It, it, it could be fun, but yeah, I don't anticipate watching it very yep. much. <laughs> Here's what baffles my mind about all of this. How does and I understand how, but I'm just going to, you know, say this out loud. How does AEW get a third TV show, but Ring of Honor cannot get one? Yeah. No, I, I understand your point, but the reason is nobody cares I, about Ring of Honor. I know. <laughs> I know. And, and the fact that Tony Khan couldn't even sell Ring of Honor using his AEW stars just goes to show you how, how diminished, how unimportant that brand is overall. It, it it was never meant to be on TV though, man. It was always like the workhorse indie brand. It's kind of a silly name. It doesn't really inspire a lot of. Uh, I don't know. Like I I I can't see it being like popular in the same way that uh, TNA NWA TNA was just a very silly name. It's nowhere near as bad, mind you. Oh, TNA is an instant disqualifying. Well, yeah, exactly. The, it's not the great. reason why it works is because of the people behind it, right? Exactly. But when you just hear it, it is kind of it does kind of at a glance give off a, like an elitist kind of vibe. Elite is in the name, and that's part of the reason I, I feel like why uh, I I don't know like why the Jim Cornette crowd is able to attack AEW so right so like willingly. It, it, I, I, there's a little bit of a left-right divide, and AEW is clearly on the left side. But that's not the that's not the only or the biggest issue there. But that's just a thing. I think that's a little bit of a thing. And yeah, AEW All Elite Wrestling not a great name. Ring of Honor is a worse name, and uh, NWATNA is the worst of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show you, right? Like, just <sighs> poor Ring of Honor. Not that they're yeah. making, again, if they took what we're getting on Honor Club, put that on TV, that show would have been canceled within six months. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. So, like, <laughs> what did Tony have in his back pocket? Was he was he always just going to do ROH Dark? That was always the plan? You know? I don't right? know, man. Like, that's the scary I, I, part. Look, here's the thing. Yeah. At least NXT 2.0. Tried to, you you knew what you were gonna get, right? You knew it was gonna be bad. You knew it was gonna be bad. Not as bad as it was, <laughs> but you knew it was gonna be bad, right? With with Ring of Honor, at least to wrestling fans, there's, uh, you have an expectation of where it's gonna be. Yeah, that the the thing is though, like, uh, uh, wrestling fans don't need a Ring of Honor right now, no. so that's why they like we're so oversaturated with content that you have to be a hardcore, hardcore Ring of Honor fan for the last like twenty years to to even consider buying this thing. So I, I don't know the it, I, we could do a whole podcast about how disappointed we are in how Ring of Honor has turned out under Tony Khan's thing. I think. But yeah, man. To me, it's it's just like I I'm I just don't understand the point of doing Ring of Honor Dark. Like just doing the same thing he always does. Like why why not try something new, brother? In a few months, we're gonna have this debate. 
what was worse, ECW under WWE or Ring of Honor under AEW? Oof. Oof is all I could say. My answer, WWE, ECW by a wide margin right now. It did turn into a developmental. It was at least that at some point, right? I don't know. I don't know why Tony Khan has been so adamant that Ring of Honor is not developmental. It's not AEW's NXT. Why? Why not make it that? It'd be much better for everyone. Yep. Agreed. Eh. Eh. What do we know? What do we know? What do we know? You know what, what do we though? know, buddy? Uh, last Thursday was probably the worst episode of Impact that I've seen in recent memory. Oh, I've heard that impact. The wheels are coming off the impact bus a little bit, man. That's very disappointing. Well, tell me about it. Tell me why it was bad. Number one, Bully Ray, Tommy, Team Dreamer. That being, I feel, a more featured story than Josh Alexander and his heavyweight title is one of the things that is ruining impact right now. Pretty inexcusable, and we talked about this before. In my estimation, wrestling promoters don't understand how many people they turn off by putting old men in the main event. You're getting some some casual fans who do recognize, oh, that's Bully Ray, oh, that's Tommy Dreamer. Hey, I remember ECW. Boy, they look like shit now, but no, that's, that's very rude. I apologize to Tommy Dreamer only. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, but man, like, it's just like they're turning off so many wrestling fans who hear that last out loud and go well i will never give impact another chance or like well i've been right to ignore impact since 2006 like they don't understand that for every casual fan they hook in they're turning off two or three old time fans right yeah that's 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 right there the issue that i'm seeing right um and it's funny because i was preparing not preparing thinking about this article for slam and it was going to be you know the sins of my father type article is is it time to forgive Impact Wrestling for their past, uh, you know, management and decisions? It's not Scott Demore who made half of those horrible decisions back in the day, right? At what point do we forgive this current crop of this current group of Impact, you know, for for the past? But watching this episode, right? And I'm not saying, and I don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks, but oh man. Oh, man, you know, and and, and just hearing that certain people are leaving the company because their deals are up, you know, you're kind of hoping that uh, they have backup plans. And and, and, and Impact's been great at having backup plans. They, I don't think people realize how much of a revolving door of talent they've had. Yeah, man, Uh, it's it's tough for Impact because they are, they do have some level of, of exposure but they're the little brother of the wrestling world right so a lot of people want to start there and then get the fuck out of there yeah and that's why it's rough for impact yeah but you know what if you here's the thing if you know that's your position and i think impact knows exactly what their position is uh they can deal with it right as long as they have that backup plan but well well, Boris, and this is the problem. You deal with it in two ways. You either have incredible scouting and incredible talent development, and you become a factory, and you keep churning out new stars. Or you find some people who aren't going to leave, such as Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer, and you build the show around them. And that seems to be what they're doing. They're finding the old veterans who no one else wants, so they know they can keep them. Yep. Uh, which is, yeah, it, it just hurts my head for so many reasons. So, look, the Impact <laughs> Show was bad up until the fifth match of the night, which was Jonathan Gresham versus Kushida. 
awesome Ooh. match. Here's the thing. Yeah. It only went 10 minutes. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. We don't need every match to be in New Japan 25-minute no, G1 not classic. That. I'm not saying that. And I should have said it only went 10 minutes. But this is now a match that you want to feature in a, feature in a yeah. more heavily important place. No here's, doubt. No doubt. Here's a debate at this point. Not a, I don't want to get into this right now. But again, a conversation for us to have in the future is, you know, again, we're, we're, we're spoiled to the point where, you know, we want pay-per-view quality matches each and every single TV show. Uh, yeah, we, we don't need them, but we do uh, like one great match per wrestling show. I feel like is kind of an industry standard yes. at this point. Yes. And that's a lot of that. A lot of that is dynamite because every week on dynamite, you get at least one great wrestling match. So it feels like if you can't match that, then you're not keeping up. Very rarely has there been a dynamite where there's nothing good in the ring. Like maybe like honestly, 10 episodes in the history of the show maybe so you yeah yeah right. yeah but like very very rarely so that that is the thing so they need to do a jonathan gresham versus Kushida. the problem with AEW is that storytelling is not satisfying it feels more like balls being kept in the air than actual clear storytelling and that is what wrestling is lacking that's why people have lost their mind for the bloodline thing up until the moment that Sami Zayn lost in montreal and now it's completely cooled down but because it was a, a very basic linear story that was easy to follow and it had been years maybe a decade since one of those existed in wrestling and now we're without it again uh yeah for sure the main event was also pretty good mickey james versus giselle shaw uh really like this match mickey james continues her her crazy run this match was 14 minutes of on air time went a little longer when you add the commercials uh, but this was a very, very fun match to close out the show. Nice, nice. That's good. Well, at least they ended strong. Yeah. Uh, so what's next? What's next? Do they you got a pay-per-view coming up here, this Impact? They have an Impact, Impact Plus special coming up. Uh, Sacrifice, I believe it is. It's here in Windsor. Uh, that's on the 24th. Oh, oh, yeah. You're going to that thing, aren't you? Yep. Yep. Got confirmation from their PR department that I'm all set up. Uh, so that's going to be a fun little night. Uh, going to be kind of doing a uh, a report from the arena there in Windsor, Ontario. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I can't wait to check that out. Uh, sorry for burying you. <laughs> Just now, DNA. <laughs> that was that was all me. That was Matthew Edder, not Boris. Don't worry, don't worry about him. He's uh, yeah, he's good well, to go. Impact, unlike other promotions, know how to take criticism. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Ah, perhaps speaking of the devil, should we talk about dynamite from Winnipeg before we get out of here, Boris? Because and there how, is there is a, a <laughs> and how how there is a, shitty that Toronto card and show looks compared to what Winnipeg's likely going to get. Sure, let's talk about that. Oh man, yeah, yeah, damn. I I still can't believe that they they didn't play Judas. They tried to so, make you pay twice to listen to Judas in Toronto. I'll never ever forgive Tony Khan for that ever. Literally, <laughs> I'm I'm still I'm still not just not just a little mad. I'm still livid. Please continue, Boris. One day we're only going to talk you about streaming it. versus cable and Tony Khan <laughs> playing Judas in Toronto. That's the entire Bam episode. <laughs> And it's just us screaming at each other, ah! not listening to a word no, the other side. You know what? At that point, I will just say whatever I know pisses you off. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, Tony Khan was right to charge you twice. I to like listen. Tony Khan and the way he thinks. He was he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I like Tony Khan. I do like Tony Khan. Sometimes I cannot defend the way he thinks, and sometimes I, I question if he knows what he's doing always, but I do, at the end of the day, really like Tony Khan. I'd love to sit down with him and talk wrestling for a couple hours. Yeah, have, uh, have a white claw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Winnipeg this Wednesday. It's, yes. Yeah. What do you? What's on your mind? Uh, well, it's a pretty good card. Uh, some weird stuff, but I am excited for Winnipeg. The main event of this show is going to be a banger. A triple threat trios match. It is uh, Jericho's crew versus Omega's crew versus the six-man tag team champions, the House of Black. That is going to be so much fun. I can't I can't even imagine the, the Winnipeg crowd going to be losing their goddamn mind for that I'm one. I'm shocked that Jericho isn't getting Omega in a one-on-one. Oh, Tony Khan is too conservative a booker for that, man. That's not a kind of match that that he would give you just on a dynamite. It doesn't feel like it feels like that. That's because that was such an important match that if it ever happens again, it's going to be pay-per-view. I don't know. Maybe, but maybe I'm, just, I'm wrong. It, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's going to be huge. Like that, that, that main event is like, I would honestly give him 45 minutes minimum. <laughs> Could you imagine a half hour? Why not? Like, put him in there for sure. Uh, like, we we dude, have uh, that is like if I had the talent that Tony Khan had, I would literally. And I think this is actually what he does. I think I'm starting to understand the way he books. Is <laughs> I'm gonna do the bare minimum work, so I'm gonna put the best card humanly possible and let them just go. That is a lot of it. That is a lot of it. But And that was awesome for the first two years. But, you know, we need a little more now. That's all. Though there are some amazing matches on this show, because honestly, it doesn't. You might disagree. But, man, Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett for the AEW international title in a, in, in a, in a hot, hot Winnipeg crowd. Although it won't be hot, you know, physically outside. <laughs> it's it's going to be an amazing match. I love Orange Cassidy and Jeff Jarrett can still go, man. Like, this is going to have so much heat. This is my kind of pro wrestling. Jeff Jarrett right has to win this match. I think he might. I think he might. They're selling Orange Cassidy with that leg injury. Uh, I think uh, Orange Cassidy might pass out to the figure four, get pinned in the figure four, and Jeff Jarrett becomes AEW international champion. Of uh, That's just so fitting. Uh, create an international championship give it to jeff jarrett amazing it's absolutely fabulous we have the super smash brothers Stu grayson and evil uno and adam page versus moxley yuda and castagnoli in a trios match they're only using Stu grayson in canada i wonder if he's having those uh speedball mike bailey-esque visa issues i have a feeling that's I have a feeling that that's what it is. That might be it, eh? Well, I, I hope that we see more of Stu Grayson. I hope he can figure it out and come work north or south of the border and not have to restrict himself to staying north of the border because Stu Grayson is fucking great. He is highly underrated in that professional wrestling ring. He's an Honestly, excellent wrestler. What I wouldn't give to see Super Smash Brothers just as a tag team at this point. Yeah, man, the tag team division needs it. Uh, honestly, you have Grayson and Uno just go in there and mix it up with with good teams, lose more than they win, but just have good matches. I think that the tag team division needs more depth now suddenly. Okay, weird, weird stuff on the show. Jade Cargill open challenge. I'm, I, I think we're all guessing it's Tyra Valkyrie, perhaps Nicole Matthews, but I, I'm, I'm thinking it's Tyra Valkyrie. 
Yep, I have a feeling. Uh, the, I think the bigger question if this is going to be a one-off or is she going to sign with AEW? Um, yeah, that's a, that is the question. I would assume she's not going to WWE because as Vince McMahon did not get her and it really looks like Vince McMahon is coming back to the fold in the WWE. I don't know about that, brother. I don't, well, yeah, I don't know about that. But that sure. that's that's a that's a whole podcast in and of itself. We're gonna see after the king and queen of the ring in Saudi Arabia. I think we'll know where we where we stand there. Other weird stuff on the show. The NWO. Sorry, the weird group of mean girls. Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho. They will speak. We will also see QT Marshall debuting episode one of Quality TV, aka QTV, with Powerhouse Hobbs. They will speak. And MJF will speak in a rebar mitzvah segment, which actually I'm I'm fucking super pumped for. That's going to be hilarious. I love MJF. I think he's a Hall of Fame talent already. There is it. Sure. Um, clearly I don't agree with you, but uh <laughs> we're gonna leave it to one fight a show. Yeah, although we've already brawled like four or five times. Do you think uh do you if it's not if it's not your girl Taya Valkyrie who's coming out against Honestly, Jade? I have no idea. I haven't really put I I think it is Taya. Like I'm so set on it being Taya that I haven't even thought of who else it could be. Judy Threat. My, my going to bring someone from Toronto. Oh, oh, Jody Threat. Well, Jody she did Threat. get the shit beat she did get the shit beaten out of her by Athena that one time. Maybe yep. it'd be a nice make good. Here's here's a deep cut no one's talking about. I don't know if she'd ever wrestle again. Recently-ish retired. I think she could have a five minute match with Jade Cargill on Dynamite. How does Gail Kim grab you, Boris? Right? I think she's too embedded with impact for her to uh, for her to make an appearance for for AEW, but I wouldn't put it past anyone. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. You might be right, but that's that's a that's a deep cut. I'm kind of hoping for. I think we're all expecting Taya though. Look, it's one of those things. If Trish wasn't busy with WWE, I would have said possibly Trish. A lot of times too, you'll see you'll see a wrestler where it kind of makes sense for them to be in AEW, and then all of a sudden they're in WWE in a big spot, right? So I wonder if maybe uh, Tony sent out the feelers to Trish, and then Trish was like, "Hey, you know." Uh, you know, these AEW people are reaching out to me, and WWE is like, well, hey, that's funny. We have a WrestleMania match for you right hey, here. Trish, come back. Right? <laughs> hey, look at Edge. Exactly. Right? Edge is a perfect example of this. A hundred million percent. Exactly right. That literally happened and was documented and reported, and Edge talked about it himself. So Randy yes, Orton. this happens. Okay, there you go. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. And uh, yeah, WWE settles it by dropping a bag. Hello, Miss Stratus. Can we interest you in this large sack of dollars? Yep. Actually, speaking of that, did you listen to uh, FT, uh, Mr. Dax's uh, uh, podcast about uh... the contract stuff? No, honestly, I, I, FTR's podcast was making me like them less. So I stopped listening because I wanted to love FTR. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. It makes me like them more. <laughs> it does. Hey, more power to you. You um, know, it's not even it's it's not even that I find Dax particularly like whiny or think that he doesn't have a good point a lot of the time. But the big part of it is that I'm just so mad it's not the Regal podcast anymore. The William Regal podcast with Matt Coon was my favorite wrestling podcast ever. I listened to the the episode as soon as it dropped immediately. I fucking love that thing so much, and now it's gone forever, and it's sad. <laughs> 
Yeah. All right. So let's talk quickly about New Japan Pro Wrestling, the New Japan Cup. Uh, three shows, but again, only going to be talking about the cup matches. Uh, let's start with the first round match. Kyle Fletcher defeating Yoshihashi. Uh, this match was exactly what you thought it would be. People want to give Yoshihashi so much credit. They think he's like this amazing wrestler. He's sub- He's like mid best anyways <laughs> kyle fletcher getting it done okay match will osprey in kyle fletcher's corner uh which is interesting when you consider that mark davies is going to be facing will osprey what's int- more interesting is that mark davies was not in kyle fletcher's corner oh yes yes the uh the intrigue here in the united empire what made it more interesting is that for the next match Mark Davis did come out uh, as him and Will Ospreay were in the corner of Aaron Hanare as he beat Shingo Takagi in a New Japan Cup first round match in 21 minutes. Wow, 21 minutes. Good. They gave uh, gave Hanare a big spot there. Good for him. Yep. It was crazy good this match. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm just shocked, right? It's like the 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 continual. I feel like New Japan doesn't know what to do with Lij members sometimes. I I mean they've been stuck in the mud for like two years, three years. I a trillion percent agree with you. All right, so let's go to this uh, second round. So this is now the next night, a second round match. Tetsuya Naito defeated Chase Owens. Uh, he's going forward this match. Uh, don't last it about what 19 minutes I clocked it in at my clock just kept going so it's probably under 19 but Naito defeated Chase Owens exactly what you thought it would be a match went a little too long for the I can't really stand Chase Owens too much but it was still a fun match Um, all right then the next match was the main event this one went a very long time but it was hard-hitting. These were two motherfuckers who just wanted to kick each other's ass. Um, that was Kenta versus Sonata. Went 29 minutes, and Sonata defeats Kenta in a second-round New Japan Cup match. No, oh, the big win for Sonata there. I, I did not expect to hear that. Yeah, yeah, pretty fun match. All right, the last night that we're going to be talking about, our boy, Tamatonga, defeats Aaron Hanare in about 17 minutes uh, with Will Ospreay, Great Okan at ringside. Tamatonga continuing to just look so damn good. It's going to be a shame if Tamatonga leaves anytime soon. Yeah, definitely. I think he will. I, I, I do think it's coming, I, but he's starting to really hit his stride in New Japan. So, yeah, don't, don't leave yet. <laughs> Please have some more good matches. Yep. All right, then the main event, it was Kyle Fletcher versus Hiroki Goto. This match went about 21 minutes. Very, very good match. Uh, Goto getting the win over Kyle Fletcher. Uh, This was, uh, I I honestly thought that Fletcher was going to end up winning, uh, but this was a lot of fun. This was really good. Um, And I think overall, out of all the matches that I talked about, uh, Tamatonga versus Aaron Hanari was the best one. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Right now, earlier, as we're talking, uh, we're going to be seeing Evil versus Jeff Cobb 
and Will Ospreay taking on Mark Davis. Evil Jeff Cobb, you, you, Osprey versus Davis. Can't wait for it. Just, just how they put that together, what they do with that match is quite intriguing. Yep. So we'll talk about that next week on BAM. Uh, but that match is literally happening or just happened as we're recording this. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So that is that, my friend. That That's where we're at. That's where we're at with the New Japan Cup. Overall, pretty good tournament. The matches have become a little too long for my liking. The undercard has started to become a little too long for my liking as well. Uh, so I hope they go back to the formula that they were using uh, the first week, which was short undercard and shorter but fun matches for the actual tournament. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Let's go. And you, who's going to win this thing? David Finley, right? Probably at this point. You got to make... You got to make us believe that he's worthy of being like you know the, the number one heel and you jay white yeah yeah well put yeah this the switchblade the, the switch army knife here this david finley the the mini switchblade yeah exactly so we'll see we'll see i can also like i can also see will osprey winning to be honest Yeah, I think so. Maybe I, I, I feel like Finley's gonna beat Osprey whenever that happens. Be at the final, or I don't know the brackets off the top of my head, but that, that feels like a thing. Finley over Osprey is my guess. Yeah, that makes sense, right? It really does make sense overall. Um, let us see what is going on. Um, interesting, interesting. Just saw who won. Very interesting stuff, but we're not going to spoil it because the match literally is happening right now. All right, man, I think we're at time for this episode of BAM. Again, leave it locked here on Sunday night's main event radio because we have so much coming at you. Uh, we got Tuesday morning cooked. We got NXT talk all elite weekly. We got dark and dark elevation reviews. We got the... Um, Smack Daddies talking SmackDown Rampage Ramble. We got so much, and it all leads us into the flagship show uh, with Mike McGuire. That's every Sunday. As a patron member, you get it early, longer, uncut. To become part of the family, go to patreon.com slash radio. Matt, always a pleasure. Yeah, brother, unless we're talking streaming. <laughs> Lots of fun to talk to you, man. We we will do it again very soon. Uh, also, yeah, breaking news hot off the wire. Uh, there's a stardom emergency press conference, which was a little ominous. We were hoping there was no retirements, like no new retirements, right? But uh, yeah, there will be a wave show. Stardom is doing a joint show with Wave, the Joshi promotion Wave on April 28th. So that's fun. And uh, if you were worried about the, the emergency stardom, uh, you know, here press conference, it appears to be good news, not bad. So that yeah. is good. I, I there was there was like a rumor that Utami Hayashishita was going to retire, which I saw, which was like this better, this better be dumb idiot Reddit speculation. Thankfully, it was dumb idiot right Reddit speculation. So we're good uh, on that front. Good old Reddit and Twitter keeping the wrestling community nice and strong since two thousand and six. Yeah, absolutely. A sneaky, sneaky possibility of this stardom versus wave show. You know who is a kind of a freelancer who helps out with wave? Hikaru Shida. Boris, could you imagine Shida versus anyone in stardom? That's a dream match right there. Buddy. That is. Honestly, book it. I don't care. Book it. Who cares? Book it. 
Yes. And, and, and with the relationships, it down. right? Like, it just it makes sense for this, uh, that match, any match to happen. Yeah, dog. Write it down. Send it to him. Tony Khan. <clears throat> figure it out. Oh, man. Uh, good, good times to be had. Yep. He's Matt. I'm Boris. Until next time, stay tranquilo. Ah, yeah, yeah.